Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What's up? Them buttons ain't pressed already, man. Yo, my nigga, for one, you be ma- you been making mad noise. If you not talking, you drinking to making noise. God damn! <laughs> I son. never had a nigga that just a nigga around that just make noise for yeah, everything man, you wild. do. On, mad bro. annoying. Shit. You drink something, you making mad noise. Like you, my nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just drink the juice and be done. You sipping the shit like it's alcohol in there. That shit is annoying. <laughs> shit tastes good, pause. Word, that shit is fucking wild annoying, my nigga. You, you, your slowness is annoying, nigga. My nigga, your patience is a, your lack of patience is annoying, my nigga. Well, nigga, fuck, we got, we got a problem with each other then. My nigga, you been here since like ten something, bro. That's a fact. Not even. I've been ready for you to go home a long since, time, that's, man. That's a lie. <laughs> it's been a while, but that's that's maybe why, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Let's start this shit up. Steve, you been here for about an hour and a half, two hours, nigga. Come on, man. Gollum out there. I know this man busy. Look, Gollum out there. I'm looking at that watch. That nigga busy, man. Gollum out there. For one, for one. Hey, my, that's a fly one, nigga right here. For one, my nigga came early. Yeah, pop, Poppy on time. He, yeah, he yeah. was beyond on time. Poppy yo, bought yo, his business. Oh, Poppy got a book. He cool, out here. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast. Chip, and it wouldn't be right if you didn't have the most annoying ad lib <laughs> in the game. Chip, <laughs> let's do Chip's it, man. Wow, fucking. You finished rolling your blunt, nigga? For one. I am actually finished rolling my blunt. Cause get, For two, what get, the fuck does it matter to you? Let's get into the introduction because we had a my very nigga, special re- guest. Re- re- you been, yo, you know what, man? You better, you better have Harvard style homework the way you've been forcing me to fucking present this test already, man. Show ready, man. Word, this nigga's been so annoying, show Steve. Show ready, man. All right, you know what I mean? First and foremost, you know, this podcast is based on culture, banter, and, you know, insight. Insight gems. For our crowd, for our family, our supporters. Um, today I have a good friend of the pod. Um, somebody I met from another good friend. Um, shout out to Bucky. You know what I mean? Who has a very interesting story. You know, our shit ain't just based just around music or just around fashion or 
just around, you know, cultural influences. It's also real people that we know that have, you know, been through things that they made it out of that they're willing to share. And on top of that, you know, not only willing to share, but spinning their experiences into monetization. Mm, that's right? a goal. Mm. So, you know, it's... Where, where is this joint at? I want to read something real fast. <clears throat> right. And then... Man, my son vocab is up. I ain't gonna hold you, bitch. Nice. That, that, that's learned behavior, man. I was always like that. Yo, I, I give a nigga a shout out, a compliment. He tells me to relax. Because I'm in my shit. You give me... You <laughs> ahead, clap ahead, clap ahead, when it's over. I heard you. Who didn't receive a letter or a visit today? To everyone who's battled a mental Ill, a mental illness or struggling with integrity. Ask yourself, is the risk worth your lifestyle? Then follow that question with, is this lifestyle worth your freedom? Never sell your soul to make a dollar. I knew we grew up hopeless, but you got to stay focused. I didn't, I didn't quote Capo on that, but I got that from Capo. Now, I knew it was a very good wordsmith that put that together. And just the insight of how you would use it in the format that you used it in your book. Right here. Across the bridge, across, man. Across the bridge. You we know what I mean? Talk about By that. Stephen Dominguez. Um, I have my motherfucking brother, Stephen Dominguez. Shit, shit. Let me turn on my air horns. Pardon, pardon self, my air horns. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Hit that shit again, man. Hit that shit again, man. Hit that shit a fucking game, man. Let's fucking go, man. We back, man. Whatever you say about sm- about show, he's a good hype man. man. He catching no, he is. Yo, I yo, just I appreciate you, bro. Sharp, Steve. I appreciate you, man. I gotta keep this motherfucker sharp. Now I know sharp. why you like that. You know. You feel me? I it's, could be it's calm. love, but it's stern. It gotta be. It gotta be. <laughs> I like that. It I gotta like be. That. You know what I mean? So Very, he's a, he observed a lot. That's man. a real friend. Yeah. That's a real no, friend. no, no, no. That's my. That's a real friend. You know what I mean? I would be an asshole sometimes, though. All the time. <laughs> don't don't sometimes. All the time. I'm at you know, all the time. I gotta keep you sharp, nigga. Give a nigga great <laughs> hair. Early. <laughs> minute, minute you get complacent. Minute you, minute I even feel you complacent. I'm <laughs> dealing with but, wifey and this nigga's crazy, Steve. They both keep you on your toes. Yo, you ain't, you ain't. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> nah, but but the insert I just read, right? What gave you the motivation to start your index to your book with those lines? More so because I was guilty of everything they said I was guilty of. And Mm. as a man, I admitted to that guilt. So I can't say the system is fucked up. They treated me poorly. I can say all of those things or I can't say all those things. But as a man, I knew that I was doing wrong. And I'm just showing face and saying, listen, it was me, Mm. you know? I had the rock. I threw it at the glass house. It was me. You know, I'm not proud of it, but after this, I'm going to make you proud of me because we all make mistakes and I'm just trying to sell you my mistake. Mm. 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 If you was able to get out that situation clean, would you have? I had the opportunity to. They wanted Mm. me to talk to them. You know, the feds wanted me to talk to them. The police department and YPD wanted me to talk to them. 
Department of Investigations wanted me to talk to them. Rat, you know, snitch. But it's like, I'm the one that's doing everything that y'all want to know. So you got the right guy, mm. you know? I could try to fight it. I could go to trial. I could, you know, spin it around and say I was a product of my environment. And, but that, those are just excuses. I knew exactly what I was doing. And I did it well up until a certain point. And, you know, unfortunately, it led to my freedom. I paid my debt to society. I did five years and eight months out of an eight-year bid. Uh, I was granted work release because I was a stellar inmate. I wasn't beating dudes up. I wasn't in the yard causing a ruckus. I was myself. I was in Clinton. So when the snow was up to here, mm -hmm. I made sure I had that typewriter in myself. I made sure I was writing stuff down, writing friends, family, making sure my mom's is good, you know, mm. and writing this book, writing the screenplay and the book. Mm. Nobody told me how to do that. Mm. I bought every book on that catalog that was going to teach me how to do so. Because since day one, yo, man, your story's crazy. Yo, you need to write a book. Yo, what? Nah, nah. This would be a great movie. I would love to see this as a series. And that kind of motivated me. I can't draw. I can't uh, do other things in prison or in jail to have the time go by other than take care of myself, my health, my mental health, and have a hobby. And this was my hobby. Mm. I've never expressed myself through writing until I was incarcerated. And mm. it was so freeing. It was so, it, it took me out of that eight by nine, you know? The yard is closed. Uh, two people got slashed. We on lockdown for three and a half weeks. Perfect. Now I'm in my cell. Now I'm getting work done, you know? Oh, we, 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 right, see, we went directly yeah, yeah. into the gangster yeah, shit yeah. before I even... <laughs> Before I even gave yeah. niggas the I didn't even give niggas the applesauce. That nigga was about to go in. He had me glued. I ain't gonna hold you. Into it, but you know, for 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 the for the viewers, for the people, listen. You know, I'm just getting. I, I stream a situation right at the same time. I've been pressing shit over here. I'm like multitasking between you know. Slow it down for a minute. But you know. Born and raised in Queens. Yes. Right. right. Um, been hustling pretty much, earning for yourself your whole way through your teenage years of life. From the moment I turned 13. You know what I mean? From selling kicks and hats. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, trying to get it yeah, going. Yeah, I worked on the Ave on 165th in the Coliseum block. I worked at Four Seasons in Cap USA. Mm. 14 years old. I made $50 a day from, from 9 a.m. Yeah, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. New York hustler. You know what I mean? Went went to high school, graduated from John Jay College. Yeah, well, I, I didn't graduate. I was in my third and a half year, going getting close to graduating, and, and then, then you I was the TSA gig. I was still, I was in TSA while I was in college. Okay, so I was working full time and school full time. I went to John Jay. They was giving out the Department of Corrections test. I took it. I passed it. They hired me, and at that point, I'm. Uh, 20 years old. I couldn't start because I, you know, you got to be 21 to be a city employee. Mm -hmm. So what I did was try to get as much schooling as I got up until uh, I could get into the academy, and then from there made it happen. Because at that point it was, let me make some money. I could graduate later. That was my mindset. 
You know. Hmm. So you okay? I'm I'm sorry. Right, no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm gonna no, let no, you no. get. I'm gonna let you get your shit off. Right? So you majored in criminal justice. Yeah. And you minored in forensic psychology. Yeah, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. Hmm. I've always been intrigued by the mind. Always, always, because I know it's probably the most powerful weapon we got. Right, right. So with with those being your trades in college. What made you apply to work for the TSA? Well, with TSA, it was more again just it, it was it was an opportunity. So I was 18 at the time when I got hired by TSA, one of the only federal agencies that you could be under 21 because you know you don't have peace over the status. So I don't have a gun, nothing. Uh, before that, I worked at the airport, um, uh, power washing the terminals. My girlfriend at the time, her father had a contract at JFK. So I'm power washing the terminals outside, taking the gum off and everything. I'm 16, 17 at this time. So I would see TSA officers back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, yo, how old you got to be to be a TSA agent? Because I saw it was a lot of young cats, a lot of cats that was in school that was in the same scenario that I was. And they're like, yo, you could be 18. I said, shit, I'm, eight, I'm 18 now. Yo, here, apply, this and that. They called me back. I went through a federal clearance, and I got the job. Mm. And then from there, I'm going to John Jay. I was working 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. at TSA. I would take the bus to 125th, take the A train to 59th, mm-hmm. and go to John Jay. That's crazy. And I would do that every single day. So on top of just work and school and making money, I'm trying to pitch, all right, you know what? What federal agency can I go to to elevate myself? Because TSA is cool, but it's a stepping stone. Hmm. Should I go to customs? Should I go to ICE? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I join DEA? You know, I got a clean record at this time. I could go, the the, the options are endless. Hey, Tito, I want you to grab a chair and sit down, Tito. I want you to hear this because this is some shit that we'll just be talking about in our own time. So I want you to grab a chair. I want you to listen to this. This is my man Steve right here. He's been he's been through some shit. This is my driver Tito. Okay, right okay. Here. Tito, you know what I mean? Good guy. We all from from the same cloth. Yeah, but he came from a good background. Like yo, from, he was on it early, early. Coming you know from I mean? NY, I bro. T- like you, you eighteen. I tell you why. Like you and was, that was because I saw cats going in and out of Rikers. I saw what doing the wrong thing could get you. So I try to try to steer clear from I still money hungry but I'm trying to do it the right way yeah, you know facts so, facts you was getting it yeah, though you yeah. ain't never not have a job yeah, yeah. it sound like yeah, always 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 I'm shoveling snow I'm selling sneakers I'm uh you know selling fitted you know like I'm I'm buying stuff wholesale What's you know, your they, family like? What type? What type of? Kid? It's just me and my moms. I got family mm. in Colombia. I got family in DR. But it's just me and my moms here. You know, mm. I'm my only child for her. My pops got two brothers. I got two brothers and a sister for my father's son. But it's just me and my mom. My mom's a substitute teacher. Mm. So she wasn't caking like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm mm-hmm. trying to make her situation better on top of mine. Mm. And even though mine could be good at one point, I still got to show her love. I don't want her to be in the hood by herself, you know? Mm. Right, right. So it wasn't, it wasn't as selfish as it might sound. I was always in betterment for her. Right, nah, that's not, I mean, So your mom's Dominican? My mom is Colombian. Colombian. My father's Dominican. Okay, mm. okay, right. So, all right, so you got the job at TSA, right? Passed the test, flying colors, got mm-hmm. it. So now at TSA, like, what was your mindset as far as did you, did you always want to stay at TSA, like, doing shit in the airport on some TSA shit? Or there, was it like. There was parts of me that. They didn't want to get comfortable there, and I wanted to just, like, venture out. You know, I was even thinking about uh, joining the military, doing something mm-hmm. where it's like I Me could too. just see the world. 
Right. You know, because I was tired of Queens. Even though I ventured out outside of Queens, I would be in the Bronx at late hours of the night, 14, 15 years old. You know, like I I knew the train system like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I played ball here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw it back for you. I'm, I will meet a chick from local hookups <laughs> in the South Bronx somewhere. And she'll tell me, yo, listen, um, I'm on the third floor. Like, damn, you live in Edenwall? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so that nigga said local hookups, bro. I'm by myself. No, no, no gun, no nothing. But the good thing about me is that I'm always myself. So it doesn't seem like I'm out of place, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a threat to you, and I don't want to be a threat. Because mm. if you feel threatened, you could do anything. That's your hood, right? You know. So I, I, I walk through 400 dudes at the lobby just to get upstairs to talk to Shorty and hopefully get some. That's the New York shit. Yeah, and then come so. back, <laughs> and then come back to Queens on the bus like. That Q44. That left Queens to come fuck out uptown. To Paul, to Paul says to take a dollar cab back. And that was my my weekend. Mm. You know, and then go back to work, go back to school. That's from them days. What school you went to? Forest Hills. Forest Hills. Shout out to Remy Banks. Word, word. Shout out to Remy. That's my guy, too. Word. Shout out to World's Fair. Right. So, all right. I say all that to say. What made you want to be a correction officer? Because from TSA, that was your next stop. Yeah, to, yeah, to go into yeah. correction. That's a whole different. It's a whole type different. of people, right? Mm-hmm. Is is the money different? The money is huge. Money's the money is huge. And I all say that, that, all that OT, all that OT. I say that to say, when I got to John Jay one morning, um, this was like a Thursday when I didn't work and I had an early morning class. Um, they had a booth set up in the front two CEOs. Usually, from what I learned after I was a CEO, that those are CEOs that have been uh, injured, but they're good enough to go in the field and try to get people to take the test. Mm. At that time, the test was like... Yeah, recruiting, basically. Mm-hmm. At that time, the test was $30. Oh. $30 money order, you take the test. So he says, yo, big man, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? Um, ever thought about corrections? And I'm like, mm, not really. I don't really know too much. I know I have a neighbor that's a CEO, and he's like, yo, listen, took out his pay stub. A recent pay stub. It was of that week. Four G. It was like four or five G. I knew it. <laughs> I five knew weekly. It. Mm. Mind you, I don't know that he got twenty years on mm-hmm. the job. He gets longevity pay and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I, I thought that you're gonna get that starting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember, I'm twenty years old at That's the time, nineteen twenty. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I could afford thirty dollars. I get the thirty dollar money order at the post office. I come. I take the test. I go to Franklin K Lane. I think it was. I took the test. They hit me right back. Yo, listen, you can start this class January of uh, 2010. And in my head, I'm like, but I turned 21 in May. Mm. So I call the investigator and I tell him, hey, listen, um, I got the uh, I got mail saying that I can go into the next academy class. I just got to do the fingerprint thing and all that. So go through the process. But I'm 20 years old. And she's like, there'll be another class later on. I'm like, all right, cool. So then they called me. They called me uh, June, literally a week after I turned 21. Mm. But something happened. They didn't have enough people for that class, and they pushed it all the way to December. Mm -hmm. So I started December of 2010, and um, the Correction Academy is four months long. Did that. It was in Queens. Um, I'm still uh, getting paid through them. I'm still doing my thing. I'm still selling sneakers, still selling fitted jerseys, whatever I can. 
to try to make some side money because the problem with me is that I'm never satisfied. Mm. Oh, we all. Food, women, clothes, money. So even though I'm in the right path, I'm still Facts. trying to get it in numerous ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. If you're doing it the right way, there's nothing wrong with that. Graduate the academy, they put me in C-73. So mm. I become a correction officer on Rikers Island. 2011. 20, entering 2011, because I started, I graduated the academy in, in, in March. In the middle of 2010, or so the beginning of 2011. 11. 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I say that to say, so this is around the time in, in our culture, because we all around pretty much the same age. Yeah, yeah, Once mm-hmm. you're 30, you're 30. the same age, right. right? So I feel like guys in our inner cities weren't too receptive of people that Worked on the other side, right? right? Not at of, all. Of you know, because this is around a, the the stop snitching mm-hmm. era. And CEOs oh, ain't woke. Oh, oh, he yeah. police. He yeah. run around with police, right? Yeah. So you being from the inner city and being an inner city nigga, right? Mm-hmm. And having inner city friends, mm-hmm. right? How did your friends take on to you having this new gig it as was- a correction? As a- hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. CO. Yeah, as a CEO, it was a little difficult. And I say that only because... In my mind, again, I'm trying to do the right thing. But I'm also trying to justify to my man that sell bud to the left of me. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like this is just for a check. I'm trying to justify and say, I'm not a cop. Even though I got a badge and a gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm a peace officer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a cop. And he's like, how you not a cop? Hmm. I said, because I'm not fighting crime. I'm literally just babysitting mm-hmm. adults and getting paid for that. So I'm trying to justify it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that this is just as detrimental to, you know, my peers as being a cop. That's some real shit. You know? That's why I asked. I'm oppressing my own people. Mm-hmm. Right. I learned Yo. that later on, though, because I'm not thinking that far. I'm a kid, bro. I'm 21 years old. That's a fact. I want they bribed this. you with money. I want this. They bribed you with money. And they, I wouldn't even go so far to say you're oppressing your own people because it's not you yeah, that it's not put those people se. in there. Yeah. No, but you they just have doing, control. You just, you were just they, doing the job. Yeah, but by so day, I, I mean the facility and the inner workings of the facility and the building itself you kind of are because you're enforcing rules and regulations that we break every single day. But it was your job title. So yeah. it wasn't some shit that you created. No, for That's sure. That's why I wouldn't, I don't want to put, I don't for want sure. you to even put yourself there yeah, like I was yeah. oppressing. You wasn't oppressing shit. Yeah. You was just doing the job. Some people right? would say I was part of the problem. You were doing the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, the niggas that said that would love to have that paycheck at the end of oh, the Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. That's a fact. Sure. And they'll risk their freedom. They they'll risk their freedom, their freedom but or go, not. Yeah, going back to, to get it. going back to how my friends reacted to that, they saw the glow up. 
Mm-hmm. We'll now, get to the glow up. <laughs> we gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. I, I want because we know the story, but I know a lot of my viewers is like, "What the fuck? Who, what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here?" Yeah. So I want people to understand why you sitting here, right? And I'm gonna get into the you know the meat and potatoes of the situation. So. But at the same time, you need good CEOs in there though. So if you a good nigga, it helps the morale. Yeah. But a yeah. lot of niggas at that point didn't understand and Facts. wasn't in the field of doing things where they would need those people on their side. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So to somebody that's on the other side, that's yeah. ignorant yeah. to a situation. I was one of the first in my neighborhood or tri neighborhood, you could say Queens Village, Hollis Southside, that became a CEO. Now I know a lot of people that are CEO. That's a fast because they realize they now. realize the benefit in being a CEO. You know, aside from the, the 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 mental strain and the emotional strain and the physical strain it has on your body, being a CEO, I could all my kids could have braces. I could go on three week vacations Crazy. and take my kids to Walt Disney cruise or something. I could get a brand new car. It's not so much my credit, but I could go to a, a a bank. They know I'm getting paid every two weeks, no matter what. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Pandemic, no mm-hmm. matter what. Hurricane, no matter what. Hmm. Right. So having those benefits and knowing, you know, what the job, the perks of the job brings. Um, you know, you sign up, you're doing this, you're in there. Um, let me get to the. I'm gonna get to the real shit. Let's. So, you in there for a while, you're green, and, you know, inmates can be charming in a way. So, you're there every day. You spend a lot of time there, right? Yeah, so, 16 hours a so day. At, so, at some point, you guys form some type of conversation because you're a human being, and you're a nigga from the inner city, and you, this could be your friend behind the wall in the six degrees of separation. That's why I say it was a little easier for me. You understand them. I'm relatable. Mm -hmm. Right? So you get into this, you know, your conversations with people and shit and buzz buzz that bell for me, Tito. And um, you start to indulge on the other side. And when I say indulge on the other side, you start to participate (laughs) in, in dealings with certain inmates. And the same criminal activities that, that, got, them, them that got them there. Okay, so for the people that's slow, you started to move, you started to help move drugs in the prisons, in Rikers Island. Inside and outside. Okay, now... Um, My son getting it. Now, Rikers, you know, I'm not, I've, I haven't been, I don't want to be, Um, but I do... Pay attention to what's going on in current events, like right now. Rikers Island is is oh it's been a subject as of late for you know the unsanitary environment that a lot of our brothers are in there dealing yeah. with right now. Facts. Right. So that's you know I'm a, I'm gonna pin that right there. Let's rewind back to 2014. Right. So. Walk me through it. Your first time actually indulging in a criminal activity, being a CO. How did that look for you? Mm. What was that situation like? Like, how did you get into it? Um, when he first came to you, yeah, and yeah, first that first yeah, conversation. Yeah. 
it took a few conversations to reel me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a very like analytical person. Mm. So I'm looking at everything, you know, and I'm making sure that if I'm going to do something, I do it the right way, even if it's something wrong. Got you. So he just came, yo, what's up? Listen, we can make some money. And he's not the first one. Who was he? He, he was someone of popularity okay. in my building. Okay. Not so much in the whole Rikers Island, because I can't speak for the other buildings. I only worked <laughs> in C-73. Um, and that, the, what, is that, that's the adolescence? That's not the adolescence. No, no, no. Adolescence is C-74. C- C-74. They didn't send me there. They were going to send me there. But because of my age. Hey, you're too young. You, you, yeah. You're too related. Yeah, too. You know, yeah, that's you, a fact. You literally was in class with this person. That's a you fact. Know? So they didn't send me there. Um... My building had a dorm side and a cell side. Okay. The dorm side was predominantly low classification. The high side was high classification. And uh, they pinned that on you depending on um, yeah, your crime, your rap sheet, your uh, inner jail um, rap sheet, because, you know, you, you could be a terror inside too. And also just tickets and if you're... Um, Gang-related, if you've been caught with a weapon, they put you in high classification. And predominantly, I worked in high classification. Um, so I would see him, that even though he this dude was high class, he lived on the dorm side. And SEALs loved him. Inmates respected him. Uh, he was just a popular dude. This dude would have top-tier women come visit him on the visit floor. Mm. Money on his books, mm-hmm. different color pumas, sweatsuits. This is before they had to wear the tent. So they went so street clothes. So he lit clothes. in there. He lit in there. Went yeah. street clothes. This dude got babe hoodies, shit that I'm working here to buy myself. And he's in jail doing and, and has this presence to him. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like, I guess we could say butted up what he was asking for. So I'm dubbing him. I'm telling nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Because I seen... People do this multiple times from the day I started, you know? And from there, he hits me with something different one day. I had the work detail, and he goes, yo, would you want to do security outside? And in my head, I'm like, I mean, that don't sound too bad. I know a couple of CEOs that work at the 4040 Club, CEOs that work at uh, Starlets. What kind of uh, security? Now he got my ear. He mm. called me. You know what I mean? Because now it's something that I... I'm okay with. Mm. He knows that I'm not going to bring nothing in. So he tells me, listen, my brother and his mans, they just want you to drive him, drive them around. No matter where they at, they just want you to drive them around. On your days off, you don't got to call out nothing. Two, three hours, make a little dollar. And I'm like, what's a little dollar? And he goes, you know, 1500 maybe two bands for the day. Oh. And I'm like, shit, I got to work 40 hours a week plus. Mm-hmm. To get that fifteen, to get that fifteen two thousand. Mm-hmm. The two thousand is not even. I've never seen yeah. that on my check. Right, after tax. So to do that a day, and let's gross. say I do it on my days off, that's four bands <clears throat> right there. Hmm. Give that to my mom's, and I can move out and do my own thing. I'm still living with my mom at this point, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm trying to figure out, yo, should I buy? Should I rent? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying yeah, to because yeah. I know Stacking the longevity up, in this. Yeah. I know that I got this for twenty years at least. You know, so I'm, I'm. I'm uh, strategically having good money management skills. And then from there, um, I get a number. He gives me a number on a piece of paper. He already had it written. He already knew what, what time was. Gave me the piece of paper on the law. I made sure nobody was there. 
He's like, yo, call that number. You can start next week. I waited because I'm like, nah, man. Mm-hmm. Something wasn't feeling right about mm-hmm. this, you know? And I was continuously seeing him, and he would look at me from afar like, yo, you call? You call? One day I called. Wow. Yo, what's up, man? This is, um, I gave him a bullshit name. This is Juan. Uh, I'm here with such and such. Oh, all right, yeah, we've been waiting for your call, man. Um, Meet me at this restaurant. Quick. And I'm like, uh, yeah, he's like, it's in Queens. You, you close to Queens? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell him where, I, where exactly I lived at. And I know the restaurant he's talking about. It's a Colombian mm-hmm. restaurant, ironically. And I could mm-hmm. tell in his voice and his um his way of speaking, his accent, that he was Colombian too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course that was. Nah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Relatable. Relatable. You know? Exactly. Make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's people, man. Exactly. Don't be cool with his people. A Haitian see another Haitian. Hey. They don't know each other from a hole in the wall. He can, he'll get him a job. You know, we relate off something. We relate off something, That's especially people that look like us. That's a fact. So, I meet him at the restaurant. I'm scared to death. Scared to death. I go. I get this drink. Uh, I sit down. I don't know what this dude look like. He don't know what I look like. That's what I'm thinking. He walks in. It's an older guy. He's in his forties. Dad, look. No jewelry. No nothing. No loud. Look like a mechanic. You mm-hmm. know. He sees me. We start talking. He's telling me, yo, listen, I need you to drive me uh, from this block all the way to 42nd Street to a parking lot. And that's it. That's it. I don't need you to get out. I don't need you to touch nothing. At this point, I already know that there's something valuable in this car or that he's going to bring with his person, that this is the reason why he wants me to be with him. Mm -hmm. I have a badge. And I have a gun. So this is what I'm thinking I'm getting paid for. Mm-hmm. God forbid we get pulled over. I show the credentials. And That's what go, they're yeah. paying for. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So whatever this is, is what I'm securing. Mm-hmm. He wants me to do it at four in the afternoon. And I know he I know what block he's telling me to pick him up at uptown. And he's, he wants me to take him to 42nd Street. There's a lot of people. So I'm not thinking that it's some shicey shit. This is not in an alley somewhere at mm-hmm. two, three in the morning. So I take him, I drop him off, throws me the bread, two bands. And I'm like, damn. That was easy. Yeah, yo, I'm going to call you in a couple of days and we'll figure something out. Go back to work, clock in. I don't see this dude for like three or four days. I finally see him walking a child, walking out to lunch. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yo, you like that, right? And I'm like, you know, you people are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't talk to police like that all no. the time either, because then they're going to think something is up. And I started doing that little by little. Like talking to him more. Talking to him more and just getting, you know, the 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 gist of what it is that I'm getting paid for. You right. know, and I know that it's drugs. I know that it's drugs. It could have been guns too, but mm-hmm. I know that it's drugs. Just how everything is playing off. The inmate is Dominican. Mm-hmm. He's from uptown. He's flashy as fuck in prison, in jail. And then I, I, I meet Poppy, technically, outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm just picking up for you, and I'm making you look good, and that's why you're paying me the big bucks. Mm. So it was all it was all a game from the jump because that dude was a DEA agent, the Colombian the dude, dude. dude. All right, so no, no, no. We're going to get there. Don't, don't, even get him, don't even get him the end of the story. This is crazy. Hold right. on, the mic picking so, that up. So, <laughs> so, 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 right, so you did your first gig. You got the two bands. You see homie three, four days later, he hit you without you like that, right? Yeah. So he he fronting on you. 
because he feel good. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Like, yeah, I... Of course. In I my, play, in my I mind, I'm making him look good, too, with them. With them. Because he's like, they looking at it like, yo, you're pushing buttons from inside. Facts. I like that. And you're doing it clean. I like that. Facts. You know? Right. So, I so when you seen dude, what did, did he like, obviously, you know, he was what he, we know the cliffhanger, per, us here. But did he like, incentive, did he feel like he had some type of, was he incentive? incentivized to do that like was he did he expect you to look out for him like when when you seen him was mm. it like a all right i did this for you from day now. one from day one but i'm not looking at it like that mm. i'm not thinking that far because he know i've been dubbing him with trying to bring shit in and you can make a lot of money bringing shit in yeah. as an officer and the inmate themselves everything triple it triples because yeah. it's hard to get that's a fact you know how much a cell phone goes for in the feds or in the state prisons a how lot much? of, a lot of money Fifteen uh, to four bands, yep. <laughs> no battery charger, no nothing. And if it dies, it dies. But you're paying for that right then and there, hmm. you know. And CEOs are dealt with this type of pressure on a daily basis. So it's like seeing a glass box of money, and you could lift it up and put it in your pocket, or you could just watch it because there's a lot of money in there, right? You know. So after the first gig, how long did it take? For the second gig to come around for, I the, met, for this to be a consistent thing. Well, I met that dude twice, the Colombian dude. And mm-hmm. then he was telling me, yo, I got to go out of town. I'm going to hit you with this guy's brother. You're going to meet his brother. And then when I see him inside, he tells me the same thing. Like, yo, talk to my brother. He's telling me from across, you know, the dorm. Yo, talk to my brother. Talk to my brother. The guy gives me the number. I call him. I say, yo, introduce myself. This is such and such. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, come see me. Same scenario. Go from uptown to Yonkers now. Get paid. Now it's four bands. And I'm doing this twice a week now. Yo, meet um, my aunt in case I'm not around. Because I might be in AC for the weekend, this and that. But she's going to call you. I'm I'm knee deep in this dude's whole entire enterprise. And they really moving weight. They really moving weight from one spot to another. It's just a delivery service. Hmm. And I'm the Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I'm the Uber driver because I have a gun and, and I have a badge. This is what I'm thinking. This mm-hmm. is why they paying me that much. And it will, it will fluctuate. Sometimes it will be 1500 and it could be three hours long. Sometimes it will be seven bands and it could be 25 minutes. Has it been shit like that? It has or been. Was it shit it like was that? shit like that. But it fluctuated because in my mind, I'm thinking, depending on how good his organization mm-hmm. is doing, mm-hmm. reflects on what I get paid. It's not about that there's two bricks in here or there's only one ounce in here. It doesn't matter. As long as you're here and we get this done, we give you what we decide to give you. What did you get paid? What's the most you got paid for, for like for one of those situations? 12 mm-hmm. bands. 12, 12 bands. 12,000 in one transaction. Uh, 12, that was that was like a half a day type of thing because I had to wait until they came back downstairs. So, mm-hmm. so okay. So, was half a day like a half a working day or just a half a day? It, it was like four or five hours. Five hours for that I'm just hours. downstairs waiting, and my heart is like this. The you don't know. Time, yeah. Did you? Were you so aware? I felt like what, Fourteen was you, hours. <laughs> was you aware of what was going on? Not because everything is upstairs. Yeah. I'm not dealing with nothing. That's You're why just I was. In the car. That's mm-hmm. why I was so, so okay with it. He right, transported. Right, right. No, He's, I understand. Yeah. I'm just, that's why I was I'm so just, okay with it. I wasn't with the scale. You know, dropping here and bagging up. I didn't touch nothing. Mm. Nothing ever. Mm. But then it got to that because now I could do these things on my own. They've gained enough trust where, one, they know where I work at. Two, they know everything about me. They know my car. 
I can't hide. If I if, if I wanted to skip town with these two bricks, they know exactly where to find me. Hmm. You know? Hmm. So that was their insurance. That yeah. was their leverage. Yeah. All right. So, you know, with that being said, making 12 bands in five hours and working a regular job. Now, that's not some shit that niggas at regular jobs do. No. Unless you have a crazy betting habit and you're very good at betting. Mm-hmm. Right? So, with that being said, you made that money. Now you at work. What's your morale like? Like, like, the, mm-hmm. did that make you a little st- cocky? It made me knowing cocky. that it was like, I'm it made me cocky. Twenty fucking job. Yeah, Nigga, I just twenty one. I, I used to get the notification from Chase saying that uh, fifteen fifty was put in my account from the New York City Department of Corrections, and I, man, that was nothing. It was nothing to me. I let that bread stack. The actual liquid cash that I was getting was my spending money. Because I know that in two days, I'll make it right back. Mm-hmm. That check that I was getting from corrections was just a plus. That was like the guarantee every other Thursday I get that. Benefits. And I wasn't, I was, yeah, benefit. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it because I knew again that I was doing these moves. I was busting these moves. So I got a two part question for you. And, and, and the second question will come after the answer for the first question. So with that being said, the money you're making, you know what I mean? Your morale being like, you know, you see your, your pay for your actual job. You're like, fuck out of here. Right now, when did you get into business for yourself? Because, like you know, you said you was you was just sitting in the car at first, and then you started to you knew how to do it yourself. To where, all right, I don't even need to go on these missions with these niggas. Yeah, I could just do this myself and just get these niggas whatever they. Yeah, whatever well, the uh, is I was still with. under them. Always, because they were the plug. That right. was, that was, was the it was consignment, so clearly. It was consignment, right. so I'm over here busting moves myself, hmm. and I'm doing these moves myself on top of seeing what prices I could get for certain things and doing it on my own. Because, mm-hmm. again, going back to I'm never satisfied. 12 bands is beautiful, but then it's not 12 bands no more after you spend it. So I got to get that back, hmm. you know? And I know that I'm getting it from... My department. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I'm in a corrections check. I'm fucking around with you twice a week, but then I still got a few days and time to myself where I know the game. So I'm going to start playing myself, and that's what happened. Okay, you start playing yourself. Now I know your morale is even... It's another 10 or 20 up. Like, I Just really fucked this job. Head bigger. Right? No sleep. Nah. Right? But, all right, so cool. So my second question is, with all of that being said, how did it go bad? The cockiness fucked me up a little bit. And also, this dude having an ulterior motive from the day we exchanged that number. He had the ulterior motive mm. before we even spoke. This dude was facing two attempt murders and a gun charge in New York City. He's looking at a minimum of 15, at a minimum. I learned through paperwork that he's been a confidential informant for a very long time. The feds, the DEA, they know what he does in these streets, but he's given them enough throughout the time that they allow him to do so. And I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. And he preyed on you because you was a rookie. So we're talking. This is in 
I had three and a half years into, no, I had three years into me being a CEO that we actually had this conversation. He's been in that building since I started. Mm. That's the reason why I gave him the open door. Because he's not the first inmate. Again, I was telling a show, he's not Mm. the first inmate to be like, yo, we can make some money, this and that. Nah, it was Mm. deeper than that. Were any of your colleagues involved in that? As well, or I brought I brought one of my colleagues in after he. I'm sure he's seen your glow up. He yeah. saw what I was doing. Instagram is just coming up. Yep, that's you know? around that time. So this is where yo, I gotta put. I gotta make. You thought people think now 2021 into 22 that you post everything on the gram. Back then, everything was on it was the everything, people. everything. Yeah, because we didn't think as inner city kids that the feds was watching yeah, the gram. That's a fact. Absolutely. He's my coworker. He sees me. He's like, yo, man, you just pulled that in? I had bought a Cherokee 2013. I said, yeah. He's like, yo, man, I'm fucked up. Like, these checks ain't doing right. Like, I thought they were. I was sold a dream just like I was. I thought I was going to make five bands yeah, in two five weeks. Bands but check, it, yeah. you got to work to that. You got to mm-hmm. hit top pay. You got to bust your ass. You got to mm-hmm. be there 16 plus five days a week, That's you know? And there's people that do that. Mm-hmm. There's Beamers, Bentleys. Flying Spurs in that parking lot. And I'm not joking. You can ask anybody. That's a fact. You know? Hmm. So he saw what I was doing. I felt bad. He told me he's going to get kicked out of his crib. He's got a little one on the way. We had just got cool in there. We weren't cool from from before. But I, I had some sort of empathy. You know? And I said, yo, listen, this is what I'm doing. And to, top, to, to put a cherry on top of it, he was bringing in drugs already. So it's not like he didn't know what was going hmm. on. He's not. He wasn't a great... CO and then I turned him bad. He was already bringing in drugs, and the only reason I know that is because the inmates told me. Uh, he's with the shits. They say, "Yo, French." They used to call me French. I look like French Montana. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call me French. It was so real. The the the, the officers and the warden would call me on the radio, French. Uh, landline, central control, That's please. Crazy. That's your name in the building. That's yeah. my name in the building, yeah. and it became my name in in Westchester County. It became my name on Rikers. It became my name in Clinton. It became my name in Downstate. They called you French. Right French now. from French. jump. Shout out from to jump. <laughs> to bring back to the French, I don't want to tap too much into it. Mm. I used to bring in Smack DVD, Sub Zero DVD. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so hold it down. Hold on, hold on. Hey, yo, French, bring that Right now, with that, now, is this before you started to. to Bring this was before. In. This was before. So before, so you was already showing the, the shades of being a, a cool. It was hard. I, I'll admit to anybody. It was hard for me to be an asshole. It was hard for me not to show you love. It was hard for me to not have a conversation with you as a human being. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm relatable to these cats. They my age. That's a fact. Yo, French, you bought the last 12s that came out? Yeah, hell yeah. Me and my shorty got them. Yo, them shit is fire. They showing me magazines. They telling me they used to showing me pictures. I'm entertaining them, but I'm also entertaining myself because I'm there for 16, 16 hours. 16 hours a day. Ugh. New York won't get boring on TV. You got 40 dudes in the fucking day room like this. Fuck it. Let's talk to the CEO. He cool. And I earned my stripes already from before because mm-hmm. they knew I, I I didn't just become cool or I'm wishy-washy and I'm cool. Sometimes I'm cool 24-7. Mm. So outside of just bringing in the DVDs and shit at first, was you bringing like food and shit for niggas too? Nah, you I never gave food things? to nobody. The one time I did I did give food to a person was he was my, like my, my, 
my assistant basically in the housing area. And mm-hmm. I say this in uh helping me clean when the warden needed something clean, uh making sure everybody locked in on time, keeping the house cool, calm, and collected. That was my boy. I was in the housing area for eight months. So imagine me seeing this dude four out of five days for eight months straight. You mm-hmm. gain a rapport. Mm-hmm. He never asked me for nothing. He didn't even ask me for the slice of pizza that I gave him. The reason I gave him that slice of pizza is because the night before that he blew trial, 25 to life. Mm. He's 23 years old at the time. 25 with the life at the end. Mm. I ain't seeing him shed a tear. He's in the He's in the day room playing spades. Because in his mind, he thinks he's going to beat it, you know, on, on, a, on a reversal. He was talking. He's like, damn, man, I just wish I could have one more slice of pizza. But he didn't tell me that. He's telling somebody else that. And you heard him. He's not. I just heard him because I'm walking by real quick. I'm about to go to lunch myself. And I'm like, yo, you know what, man, tomorrow, because I was in that house on a double the next day. I worked 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I had to do the, um, the chow in the morning, the breakfast. He was the person I would lock out to do the, the feeding, to feed everybody in the house. I bought the slice of pizza on my way home, cold that shit, brought it to him, took it to my post. As he was cleaning everything, getting set up, said, yo, here. Never seen this dude ball like that in my life. Stop I never crying. seen a grown man cry like that in my life. About to hit, like, you know, go down on the knee and over just- Over a pizza. Over a slice of pizza, because he know- that worst case scenario, that's the last time he ever going to eat a slice of pizza from New York City. And that meant so much to him. See, that's what I mean by real niggas in there. That's what I mean by the real, see, you know what I'm saying? And that's Good still breaking people, the rules, bro. but it's that's like. That's breaking the rules, but that's just a good in human my head, act, In my head, I'm just like, yo, man, that dude's going to remember me for a long time. And he's going to realize that there's good people in this hopeless environment. Mm. Because that's what it is. It's a hopeless environment. It's an environment where everybody's an alpha male. Everybody's tough. Mm -hmm. Nobody's emotional. I don't give a fuck. That's a lot of tension. So if I could break that tension somehow, bringing in a Sub-Zero DVD, bringing in a Smack DVD that calms everybody down, it gives them hope. You know, it's like, you know what, man? I'm going to get back to the town soon. Right. They hope. And... You know, it's hard in there. Everybody's That's the only hope to hold on to for somebody that, you yeah, know, can actually see the end of the road. But, you know, um, prison is a is a place that everyone is dealing with a mental illness. Everyone. Right. So everyone. that's that's where that resides. Including myself. Including including yourself, because I'm sure you you battle mentally with knowing that you're employed to do this one job. And you're breaking the rules, but not only breaking the rules, you're risking the same freedom Fact. that those guys don't have anymore. I didn't see it that way. And it's not safe. Right? I didn't see it that way. So I'm sure, you know, the mental part of that whole situation yeah, yeah. was strenuous because that's was. some shit that you can't really like. You can't escape that going to sleep at night. Yeah, your pockets is fat, but in the back of your mind, it's always that what if. Any minute. Any My minute. anxiety, I gained anxiety from that mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. That's right. why I smoke Talk about that. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so you smoke? That? Yeah, of course. I, I was a smoker what? before it was legal in New York. The first thing I did at a work release was get my, my prescription. 
So oh. I had it. I got the card on me. Oh, so you can smoke weed now? Yeah. You want to smoke some weed? Let's smoke some weed. So right. why the hell you ain't say that, man? Well, well, I had an edible before this. So I'm trying to what, be... What do you roll? Oh, backwards, yeah, 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 yeah. Backwards, papers, oh, what's your thing? Papers, papers. I fuck with cones or raps or anything. I need some papers. Yeah, man. Take some of this Smokers Club shit, man. Yeah, do your thing. That man, helps, man. though, man. It helps a lot. I mean... Especially with like you know we'll we'll get more. You don't look like you're a Fonto guy. Nah, you good. No, no, no. I'm good with the with the paper. Right. So like we was talking about that any minute, right? And yet any minute actually came. Yeah. So when that minute came, right? What was what what was that like? Like what walk me through that? Like how did you get knocked? Is the question. Mm. I go. After doing it for a few times, a few runs by myself, I met back with the Colombian dude. Day before that, he was telling me, yo, this guy's brother acting funny, this and that. There was a little tension between them. How long you been doing this so far now? About a year and a half. All right. The entire 2013 into 14. I got knocked June 2014. Um, and it was going into my fifth year as a correction officer. So I was about to hit that top pay and really see that money, you know? Hmm. Um... So I meet with him and I'm with my co-defendant, which is the CR I just told you that I put on. This will be his second run. Because the first one, he, I forgot, I think he made 3500 hmm. Yo, when we doing it again? I'm hmm. already used to that type of bread. You know, he's seeing that. That's his monthly How allowance. How much was you in at this at this point? How much bread did you make at this point? Uh, Just with the, the, the outside yeah, shit? Yeah, with the outside shit. Well, nah, nah, let's put it all together. Let's put the, because the outside shit and just you sitting in the car, just still with them. How much money did you make during this whole ordeal? I would say like a little under a quarter and a little over a quarter because if you tying in my, my, a quarter, uh, 200,000. Yeah. If you, if you tying in my, um, Monthly allowance with with corrections mm-hmm. and that they call that shit allowance. We could probably do like f- a little under four hundred. Now, pawn self, I I'm I'm just being funny by letting the horns off. I'm not nah nah this. nah nah I'm for just sure being funny man. for sure. But um, I would have beat the horn too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. Right. All right, so two hundred k in. You got your man. He about to lose the crib. He got a kid on the way. I put money in his pocket. He's struggling. You know, he getting an allowance from the city. And, and and you know, now he he's 3500 up on this end, too. So this is his second round. With this you. is his second round. This is the day after Father's Day in June. Okay. So, I didn't remember that. All right, so, yeah, we'll, walk yeah, me through yeah. this. Let me not cut you off. We was meeting real early, right on Dykeman and Broadway. That was the location we was going to meet at. Mm. He, wanted, he wanted us to be there at 830, 830 in the morning. So he came in his separate car, came in my separate car. And then we, it's already pushing like nine. So I call him. I'm like, yo, we've been here for, for like half an hour. You still coming? We good? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, meet me on uh, 235th and Broadway. And I'm like, by the Target? He's like, yeah. Meet me in the Target upstairs. Go to the last floor. Parking lot. The last mm-hmm. floor of the parking lot. It's 830 in the morning. Target is about to open. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's three, four cars in a parking lot that could hold a thousand cars. That's a fact. You know? So I just pulled up. I had just bought a Jeep. I, I The Jeep Grand Cherokee that I had in 2013, I bought the higher version that year, 2014. Shit. So I pull up. He sees me. <laughs> He's never seen that car before. He's like, yo, where you at? I'm like, I'm in the Jeep. 
He's like, which color? I bought a white one. I had a black one before. I said, oh, shit, it's a white one. He's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Just want to make sure that's you. My co-defendant pull up to the left of me. He pulls in. He has a Durango, a black Durango. We get inside the car. We sit in the back seat. There's two duffel bags. He tells me, yo, I'm not doing this wrong with y'all. Same spot in Yonkers that you went with this dude brother, go straight there. And if anything, I'll probably meet you there. But I'll call you when I get there. Y'all, y'all head out first. Take the left bag. He's telling my court defendant, take the left bag, the brown one. You could take the black one. And that was done on purpose because the black one had more work in it. And this is real drugs because if it was fake drugs, then none of this was, was like stay in court. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't give me eight years. I right, want felony right. for placebo. You know, right, it has right, to be real. Right, yeah. That, nah, that no. bag had two bricks and seven ounces or five ounces in it. In total, like 77 ounces of something. And we step out the car. I already got the address saved on my phone. So the Colombian dude steps out the car too. He said, yo, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll catch you. But if anything, if something happens, call me. Cool. I look at my co-defendant, give him a head nod. We stepping out the car. I look at my, I had the Nike uh, uh, fuel band at that time. Mm-hmm. I click. I'm like, I bet, 940. Uh, we'll get to Yonkers in like 20 minutes. I'm just calculating. That's how I am. Calculating everything. Yeah, you're not thinking nothing right nah, now? nothing, nothing. It's, des- it's deserted. Like, there's, there's no cars in the mm-hmm. parking lot. The minute, for some reason, that I go back and I check that fuel band and I look up, I see an Enterprise rental van. Right in front of us, why a white van that says Enterprise on it, rental car Enterprise. The doors bust open, and it's the feds. It's a DEA agents, three DEA agents, beams, everything, vests say DEA, all in slow motion. And I look at my co-defendant. He was to my he was to my left, and I'm like, and he's looking at me like, yo, what? Yeah, don't, y'all don't. even get a chance to leave the target. Nothing. Nothing. No. They they boxed y'all in. Like they boxed came us in. in. As soon as yeah, that, I know how that target looked. As soon as that Enterprise van came, five other squad cars, unmarked, black on black, everybody guns pointed, everything. Get on the ground. They telling me get on the ground like fifteen times, but I'm so caught in the days <sighs> that I'm telling myself, Yo, Steve, you probably got to pee right now. Why don't you get up and wake up out this dream? Because that's what it felt like. Wow. So, I get on the ground. As soon as my knee touches the ground, somebody's knee is on my back, stripping me of everything. The first thing they went for was my gun. Remember, I'm a CEO. I got a gun on me. They know you. They know that. I'm coming for this run. I'm going to have my gun on me. Mm -hmm. I have the legal right to kill you if you try to kill me. Right. A Glock 19, one in the head, 16 in the clip. And I was a good shooter, too. When you know you you go to the range and you test that out. I mean, you still are a good shooter. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Relax, a while. Man. Yeah, man, I'm fucking up with my This episode is called. Yeah, I got. I got this to be episode, this, man. this episode is called Redemption. So yeah. relax. Yes, sir. But now, nah, go ahead. So, so like slow mo. So that shit. He goes straight for my gun. When he went straight for my gun, I kind of snapped back into it. And I said, if he's going straight for my gun, he knows exactly what the fuck I do for a living. Because I don't just have the gun, mm-hmm. you know, tucked in, you know, where with the string holding yeah. it. I have a full holster, holster, you know, and only people that carry full holsters are no. law enforcement. I'm on the ground, chest. I'm looking at my co-defendant. He's looking at me. 
He about to cry. And he, he looked like he about to cry. Mm-hmm. I looked like I was about mm-hmm. to cry. And, you know, I wasn't gangster mm-hmm. in that situation. I was scared to death. I'm trying to wake up. Again, in my head, I'm dreaming. Shaking. I'm scared. I get in the car. Big white dude to the left of me. Short Asian lady driving a car. There's nobody in the passenger. They both got big vests on um, with their, their, the big emblem out. Mm-hmm. Drug Enforcement Agency. So we head down the ramp. My co-defendant is in another car, and guess who's in another car? Uh. The Colombian dude. From the corner of my eye, they tussling with him because he's not getting on the ground. But that's all a ploy. Yeah, they trying to make it Because I'm watching the whole thing. I'm watching the whole thing, and there's like I'm looking, I'm like, yo, this dude, they're going to kill this dude. They're going to take their gun out and kill this dude. What if he got a gun on on him, and they just kill him right there? I'm worried about his safety. So the Colombian dude didn't even get to leave after he told y'all. When he said he was walking to the bathroom, they caught him further steps up. But again. It was a ploy. It was a ploy. He probably walked and gave them the signal that it was on. 100% because there had to be a measurement of whether the cars could, um, you know, uh, block us in. They had to make sure there's a lot of safety precautions. Yo, remember, this guy has a gun. They could have said that, yo, let's be cautious because he might go rogue. And he might be under so much pressure that he take that same gun on his mm-hmm. on his hip and kill himself. Kill himself, word. Just to not be arrested because you know? he knows that after this is over. It's over. So they mm-hmm. took that precaution quick, you know. How many bricks was in the bags? Two, two and change. Two and change in your bag. How many it was in your co-defendants? A little less than one. Mm. And anything over, damn, I forgot the exact amount. I think anything over eight ounces is considered an A one felony. Ah. Mm. Uh, Copped out to an A1 criminal sale and criminal possession. I had a 19-count indictment. So I got hit with that. I got hit with um, promoting prison contraband, conspiracy two and four, bribery receiving. They hit me with everything. But they did that because they wanted to make an example. Because mm. New York, Rikers Island, was under extreme scrutiny. If you right. think it's under scrutiny now, 2014 is when officers are getting stabbed Inmates mm-hmm. are getting killed. They had the riot with the Crips and the Trinitarios and GRBC. Yeah. I want to Dude mm. got a broomstick through his eye. Like, it was bad. I know you've seen some shit in there, bro. That's where the PTSD <laughs> from, come from. Mm. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, like, and it's hard to, like, tell people this story because it's borderline unbelievable. Nah, I need to hear it. I mean, it's in the paper. I, but I, I actually Googled the, the fucking... The article from the from the daily from the daily and it news. happens that happens all the time. That type of violence happens all the time. Yeah. Um. Shit, got me fucked up. All right. So with that being said, so you know, you guys get caught upstairs in the target. You know what I mean? You don't know your setup at this time. Nah. I asked the officer uh, that's escorted me in the back. Mm-hmm. He looked like Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> I did that reference. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For you. (laughs) (laughs) You look like Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to keep calm. We're on the West Side Highway. I'm Mm, just like... Going downtown. And I see the beautiful skyline New York City has to offer. Mm -hmm, And I don't know when's the next time I'm going to see it. And you start... I'm sure you started thinking about that slice of pizza you gave to homie. I'm thinking about everything. Everything. My 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 life literally flashed before my eyes. I'm like, yo, my mom's in class right now. Don't have a clue what the fuck is going on. She think I'm at work. Mm. You know? 
my girl at the time is probably like, yo, why you didn't call or text me yet? You don't even work today. I'm thinking about everybody. What my friends are going to think, what my coworkers are going to say, everybody. And I asked him, I said, yo, what, um, what precinct are we going to? And it was my mistake because I knew we weren't going to a precinct. That wasn't NYPD that arrested me. That was a fed. So when he said precinct and he shows me the badge to like remind me mm-hmm. and the drug enforcement agency, either we going to the headquarters on 10th Avenue. Mm. Whole car ride shut. Going to this parking lot, it's like a maze. Everything mm-hmm. is pitch black. I see nothing but exotic yeah, yeah. cars. Yep. That's the impound lot. Yep. We go upstairs, hit the elevator. The elevator doors open. I'm by myself at this time. My co-defendant know the Colombian dude is there. So the elevator doors open, and I see drug enforcement agency. They keep reminding me, you fucked. That's a scare tactic. To me, it's a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Like, let's show you where you at. Let's remind you that you're not, you're not in the tombs. This isn't central bookings. Hmm. You fucked. Get they put me in a bullpen. For those that don't know who what a bullpen is, it's just a single man just cell. A single man cell, right? <clears throat> hour later, an hour later, this is all done on purpose. My co-defendant walks in. I'm in my head. I'm first thing. I'm like, yo, why it took them an hour? An hour for this man. Then another hour go by. They haven't told me anything. The Colombian dude walks in. He's cursing them out in Spanish. It looked like he tried to spit at one of the feds. And I'm like, yo, this guy's ruthless. But this is all this all is all part play. of the movie. Mm-hmm. They take me in. Uh, one of the agents, female, she goes, listen, I'm not interrogating you at this time. Um, what I need from you is basic information. You don't have to give it to me. You can wait for your attorney to arrive. Or you can give me this basic information that I already have from owning your wallet verbally. And we just get this process going. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to answer no questions aside from the regular. First and last, maiden name, address. I want mm-hmm. out of here mm-hmm. because the faster I get out of here, the faster I can make a court appearance, is the faster I could get bond, it's the faster I could get on the phone and tell my people what's going on. Yeah, sure. So I give them that. They do the same thing with everybody else. They pull me out of bullpen again. Interrogation starts. Yo, man, um, I'm going to just keep it real with you. Uh... We weren't following y'all. We were following the Colombian guy, the little guy. The one that tried to spit at you saw him? I'm like, you know, not giving yes, mm-hmm, not giving mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be as still as possible. We've been taught since a youth not to say a word, no matter what they tell you. It's funny he using street tactics, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, this is That's a fact. It's learned behavior. Mm-hmm. You don't just see it in movies. I've been taught, yo, That's wait for your lawyer. That's wait for fact. your lawyer. That's a fact. You need representation. A you lot don't of people know, don't do that, bro. You don't know everything, you know? So no, have nothing. somebody represent you that does. So I did exactly that. They kind of saw that there was no budge. They're telling me, yo, your co-defendant, mm-hmm. the, the CO, American Idol. He's singing. So you might as well talk to us. That's the That's the, bull- that's the, the bullshit, bait, man. you know? So... Don't say a word. I don't know if my co-defendant did or didn't at that time. I don't know what the Colombian dude is about because they're making it seem like they've been, this was a sting operation for him. I just got caught in the mix. And they did that on purpose to try to make me tell them like, yo, listen, I was just doing this and already admitting guilt because they're going to show this at trial and I'm going to be fucked. But I know this already. You know, I was ahead of that game. Um, The DA comes in. And I know she's a DA because somebody uh, spoke to her and said, hey, you know, uh, this is district attorney such and such. 
she's introducing her to somebody else, but I'm 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 ear hustling. And I'm like, fuck, man, this shit is real. So I start asking for my phone call, want my people to know. Mm-hmm. They see that I'm not budging and they not budging either. Then the DEA agent, the D, the district attorney, the female, she walks in, she's got a suit on, uh, really good looking, slim, mm-hmm. looked like she was my age. Mm-hmm. And she just gave me a head nod. They took me out, escorted me, and took me to the tombs. So the feds dropped my whole shit off of the basis that nobody said anything. And on the basis that, you know what, this is the city problem. Mm. Let the city handle it because DOI, Department of Investigations, is a city agency that oversees corruption and... You know, it's not just for correction officers, but for NYPD, insurance scans for like other city agencies. That's that's who they are there for. And they said, let's give them the this medal because the city needs it because the Blasio is under scrutiny. DOI mm. hasn't had no big bust in a long time. We we gotta show so that it was a favor. We gotta show that, listen, let, let y'all handle this so y'all can look good when shit hits the fan and y'all can show that y'all working I became the postal boy for Rikers Island because Daily News you could google it Post New York Times Channel 11 9 7 5 2 and 1 and mind you all this is going on in my little world my mom gets out of work she's cooking turns the TV on and it's like a movie she sees her son New York 1 New York 1 bulletin what? It flips nah, the channel. It's on channel 47 and 41. Univision is talking oh, about me. Shit. Now, my friends, this is um, these, these are stories that everybody's telling me because I don't know what's going exactly, on. Exactly. Like, yo, we saw the headline and we said everybody's sending it to each other. Nah, this can't be real. And then, Did you was your friends aware of what you was doing inside, or was that just your thing that you were nah, doing? Nah, they just weren't. But I feel a few of them had some sort of like Idea. Idea that it was more than just corrections. You know? I don't care how many sneakers Stevie sold this month. You're not making this type of money. Uh-huh. I'm I'm living a lifestyle that doesn't look like the one that I'm living. Mm-hmm. It's like I do my nine to five and then I'm somebody else. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm outside. I'm in Starlitz. I'm at La Marina. I'm everywhere. I'm in AC. I'm flying out to Miami. I'm going to Vegas. I'm doing DR. I'm doing PR. I'm going to Columbia. <laughs> all that shit. I'm yeah, going to LA. Uh, and I'm around certain people that also are part of this lifestyle. But I'm a correction officer. Not too many people knew that either. That's where the name Guns come from because I always had it on me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that it was on me because I was law enforcement. They just think you just got the, the I got the bag and I'm showing everybody that I got the bag. You know, jewelry, clothes, again, trips. I lived up to that. And I only did that because I was young, dumb, I had a gun, I had a badge. What you gonna tell me? Right. What are you gonna tell me? I'm doing the wrong thing. No, nah, I got a job too. So if this go bad, I still got a job. That was my mindset. Ignorance, really. Hmm. You know? Right. Not being mature. <clears throat> Without getting too much in, in your um in your case, um, how much time did you do? I was convicted of eight years. Uh, I was sentenced. Sorry, I was sentenced to eight years. I was convicted on the A one felony, 
and the minimum on that charge is eight years. The max is 25. So if I would have had a felony prior to, I probably would have got 12, 15, 20. My first offer was 12. But that was, again, for me to try to give up information. They kept asking my attorney, hey, listen, let him tell us about drugs in the street. Let him tell us about guns in the street. Human trafficking, credit card scams was mm-hmm. booming at this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You know any scammers? Like, tell us something. Because we know that you're a good kid deep down. You just let this mistake fuck you over. So at least try to, you know, we could talk to the DA and tell mm-hmm. her, yo, listen, he gave up Joe and Jane and John. Let's give him five years. Let's give him three years. And it was throwing those numbers at me. But this wasn't, I didn't tell, I didn't snitch just to not, just to be a stand up dude. It was a safety thing. People knew where my mom worked. People knew where my mother lived. And that was the most important part to me. You know, it wasn't me going to jail and someone calling me a snitch. Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to still be a correction officer in their eyes. You know, I'm still police in their eyes. Yeah, I was getting money. But it might not be, it might not be that, you know, I might get treated differently, not just from the inmates, but from the staff. Cause they looking at, I, I make them look bad. Mm, yeah. Me be, me being the app, yeah. bad apple made the tree look bad, that. you know? So they looking at me kind of like, man, I had CEOs in Westchester tell me, yo, you fucked up a good job, a good pension. And they were right. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not thinking that far at that time. I was a little kid and I, and I could say that I became a man. After I left prison. I mean, prison will make a boy a man. I mean, because, you know, that's... Like I said, I've never been. All I, I, I've got a lot of friends that's, and family that's been there. Mm-hmm. And I can only just share off my experience of seeing them mm-hmm. go through shit. As in to why I, I will say that. But, um... Alright, so did, did your co-defendant get the same time that you got? He got the it? five years. Because they knew exactly how many times he did the act. They knew that I brought him in. Um... He knew that they knew that he just came into this. I've been doing this for a year and a half. This was his second run. Hmm. The first one they let him they let him rock because they wanted him to feel that money. And once he felt that money, he's gonna want to do it again. Hmm. So how long down the line did you realize that you got lined up? When I started seeing my paperwork. Hmm. So my discovery, um, things are being scratched out, people's names are being scratched out, and I'm pinpointing times and dates and scenarios that is in my paperwork and remembering who was there, who was talking to me, who was telling me what to do, where to go. And that person's name will be scratched off, but in the side of it, it'll say parentheses CI, Mm -hmm. confidential informant. Mm -hmm. And there's many of those in prison. There's many of those in jail. So when you go to trial and you think that they don't got nothing on me, but I've been talking to you in the day room for two years about my case. And I tell you, yo, you know what? I did kill that dude. What? Yeah, yeah. He's recording that too. Maybe not physically, but mentally. And then when you go to trial, he's sitting right not there. putting that on you. Nah, nah, nah. But, you know, when you go to trial, yeah. what the fuck show doing here? Now you're taking a stand on me. I've been in the day room with you for two fucking years, mm-hmm. telling you my pain, telling you what I'm going through Spilling and how I'm trying to fight out. this case. That's a fact. And you about to shit on me? Sucker, nigga. What's the loyalty, though? I just met you in the day room. You don't owe me shit. You're trying to... It's like crabs in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Some people say that the crabs are helping other crabs gain now. But some are like, yo, fuck it. I'm trying to get up there, too. I'm older than you. I'm, you know... Hmm. 
So, so, so the dude that initially got you into the whole situation, he was a confidential informant. And there, and 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 you discovered that through paperwork as well. Through paperwork, um, he's been a confidential informant for twelve years, and he was my age. So this is literally since he was 14, 15 years old. Damn. Lifetime right. But this is the thing. Dudes are coming in from the town, from the street, and they saluting this dude. They giving him a dap. They showing him love. They making sure he's good. Because outside of town, the whole heist, the whole dykeman down, they know who this cat is. He's really that guy. He's really putting on for his city. But they don't know that he's a CI either. And then you wonder why, yo, why do down, yo, they, they just busted dudes down the block. Yo, it's hot. They they did a, uh, they, they ran into such and such crib. How do you think that stuff is happening? Hmm. It's somebody else giving them information. The, 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 uh, the feds, the cops, they don't got to do that much work. You gave them everything. Now pay me back because that attempted murder he was facing, those two attempted murders he was facing with the gun charge, the day I got knocked, June 23rd, the 25th, he was out of Rikers Island. Free. It said released on the thing. I had Shorty call up, and it said released. And in my head, I'm like, released? This dude's facing 15 years. He didn't even go to trial yet. Released. And I asked my lawyer, when he comes to see me, I said released. So that doesn't, like, for just for me hearing that, do you think him facing 15 was even a real thing to begin with? Or was that just... Only because while I was doing these run-ins, I checked his name in the database. I did my homework on him. And he did he did indeed. And ironically... Oh, it sold it. It looked It looked as, as, as that. That could have been a ploy too. But even his address, everything, his point of emergency contact, those were the buildings that I was going in and out from. His brother on file, like... This was all him. They was really doing... They was really running drugs outside and I was assistant. And then on the on the comeback, his brother's giving me something to bring him inside. That's where the inside stuff comes into play. And if I can't get it to him, he was gang related, so I could just get it to one of his men on the other side. And I'm doing that off the strength that he's putting me onto the street show. Mm. That's crazy. You know, I only I only ask that because uh, it just makes you think like. Are these people just in there just to catch corrupt? Right, right. It's a possibility. CEOs. It's a possibility. You know what I mean? Is that, are they just the plant just for that? It's a possibility. You know, what I mean? you know why I think that? Because I wasn't the first one. And I'm not, and I wasn't the last one. You know how many officers got knocked after me? Hmm. At least 40. They don't all make the paper. That's oh. the problem. Oh. But one of them will get caught bringing in the cell phone. One of them, it's so minor. They'll still have to, you know, uh, go through the same process as me, but not to that extent. Because not am I only promoting prison contraband, I'm also working outside. So I was on a whole nother level from the average officer that brought something in for an inmate and got caught. You know, my, my whole observation for this whole thing is, you know, you're, you're still or just being a correction officer itself and dealing with the shit y'all deal with every day is like everybody's in jail one side is getting paid to be there and the other side is 
the work that's there for y'all to get paid, right? And it's a thin line yeah. for you getting paid to be the protector. Everybody's doing time. That you could go in and actually, you know, be a product of the state. So that shit is, you're right, everybody's doing time. You know what I mean? Because you you get to go home at night, but eventually you mm-hmm. end up right back in that motherfucker. The CEOs sometimes have you know? it worse than the inmates. That's a fact. The CEOs sometimes have the it worse. The mental health of a CEO, too. Nah, the mental health of a CEO. I got family I got that family retired too. as, yeah. as correction officers, you know what I mean? And, and they dealt with a lot of crazy shit. So, you know, to know you and, and, and to know your story, right? And and it doesn't it doesn't end there, you know. What I mean, nah. I'm just capping it all to summarize for everybody listening, or for just for the people that just tuned in. But um, okay, so now you get sentenced, right? So now you beginning to do your time. Do you do any time at your at the place where you work? Before you went No that, that would have been A conflict of interest If I stayed at Rikers So what they did was I couldn't make bail I went to arraignment My bail was $750,000 mm. People with murder charges Get a $500,000 bail So that's when I knew This shit was real Because my lawyer Up until arraignment Is telling me We're gonna try to get A bail package together I just spoke to your mom She's telling me About some jewelry That we could pawn And everything I'm telling my mom What to do Cause she's, she's never Really been to this process So uh my girl at the time is helping, is assisting her, mm-hmm. trying to see the best numbers for the bail. Uh, remember, we don't know the number at this time. And then when he says that, I look at my lawyer. I say, "Yo, why is it so much?" And he's like, "We'll talk. We'll talk about it in a few." And then the DA comes up and says, "The reason why the bail is so high is because I'm a flight risk. Mm-hmm. Why am I a flight risk? Because I was in Colombia three weeks prior to being, you know, in this position. So they're looking at it like whatever." I was doing seems international now because they knew that I was doing it on the side by myself too. I wasn't even just working with their CI anymore. They using that to hold you. Of course, of course. But $750,000 bail for a non-violent crime. That's crazy. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Knowing that I work for the city. I don't make that much on paper, but they knew how much I was making outside because they was monitoring every single thing. Mm -hmm. My uh, phone was tapped for 18 months, and and I really, really started doing this exactly at 18 months. But why did they know I started at this time? Because I see I was telling them, yo, listen, I got somebody for y'all. Bing, 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 bing. Wow. Set up from the gate. You know, not being able to go to Rikers, you went to where? Westchester? Westchester County. I was in Westchester County fighting my case. I couldn't make the bail. And if I tried to make the bail, it was 75000 non-refundable. So if you I had the 75000 but for me to not get it back, nah, I don't know how much time I got to do. That's a fact. I got Carnos rent to pay. Mm-hmm. If you blow, they keep if it. If I blow, they keep you it. You might as well get that to mom do some And my lawyer's telling me, like, mm-hmm. yo, listen, just... Your time inside counts. It's mm-hmm. not like it doesn't count. You're in protective custody. They put me in protective custody because I was still an officer. I'm not not an officer until I get uh, until sentenced. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Right. And I'm guilty. That's the proven to end When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Innocent thing. So I didn't make bail. My co-defendant had the same bail. And we both in Westchester County. And it's like, it's not so much an awkward silence, but it's just like, yo. Was it still blue? Was it still blue love? Was it still like, all right. When I walked in, I felt like everybody knew what I was there for. Mm. Not so much because the officers was talking, because this is a whole nother county. Mm -hmm. But it's because what they've been watching on the news the last 24 hours. Mm. So no matter what department you're in, I mean, what a uh, sanction of the department you in or or location, correction officers are correction officers no matter where. So they looking at it like, yeah, they're going to bring them here. I wasn't the first CEO to get knocked doing something. So they knew that most of the time they took them to Westchester County or to Nassau County. Because, mm -hmm. again, it's a conflict of interest. I would have stayed on the island. Oh. And me and my co-defendant, we stuck it up there for close to 21 months until we got sentenced. And that's when you went up to Clinton. That's when I went to Clinton. I went to Downstate first, which is reception. When I got to Downstate, the sergeant there asked me. He knew exactly who I was. They brought me separately in a van. And he said, yo, um, do you feel a threat for your life? And I said, no. Why? He's like, well, you know, others might think different here. So I suggest that you sign into protective custody. While I was in Law Library in Westchester County trying to find ways i knew i had to do time because all my paperwork the stuff all the all the charges i did that mm -hmm. remember i admitted to all of that i did that there wasn't a charge there that i didn't do wow and i had 19 counts so <clears throat> i'm i'm in law library i'm doing my research i'm trying to figure out yo can i do shock can i get a program can i get this is my first felony it's mm -hmm. non-violent I'm a city employee. Like, I'm trying to see if they could, if something could benefit me. Mm -hmm. And that's where I learned about work release. Um, and I know the rules with work release, you cannot be in protective custody. When you're in protective custody, you have no program. You're locked in a cell for 23 hours a day, and you get an hour wreck. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner child comes to you. You want something for the law library? Tell the trustee that's outside, write it on a piece of paper. He'll type it. He'll, he'll print it and bring it to you. You got to go see the medical. You're going to get escorted. Got to go see a visitor. You're going to get escorted. I didn't want to live like that, especially having to do eight years. I didn't want to live like that. So I told him, nah. And this wasn't me being tough. It's just I know that I never did nobody wrong on Rikers Island. I know I had no fucking enemies. I had dudes write me while I was in Westchester, yeah. sending me letters saying, yo, French, man. Hold your head. You a good dude. Mm -hmm. I had a dude send me $50 money order. I don't even know who the dude is. I had a dude tell me, yo, shorty's um niece, she just turned 23. She's fire. She'll come see you. I showed her your gram. <laughs> they trying to set my son out, B. They setting my son out. Yo, when the when you know when a homie see you up north, they already know what's up. No matter what spot you land in, you good. Because you, you was know doing this right. Not just because I was bringing in the Smack DVDs, but because I was a person to them. I was human to them. 
I talked to them about, you know, I hate the fact that LeBron playing like that this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I spoke to them about the latest car. They'll show me straight stunting magazines, and I'll be like, yo, I just saw her dance last night. Mm. And they'll be like, yo, that's crazy. They love that it was an entertainment thing for the both of us. And we weren't doing nothing wrong aside from being human. Mm. And they remember those days. They remember when the search team took my man's sneakers, and I saw him in perfections, and I didn't know who the fuck he was. Get a bottle of Grey Goose sent to me. I said, yo, I didn't buy that. I'm not paying for that. That shit, $450. And I see a dude like this. I'm like, yo, I can't. I don't, I don't know who that dude is. He walks up to me laughing. He said, yo, French, you see, nigga, I'm doing it. I'm in the town. <laughs> I'm here every day. And I'm proud to see you here, man. Take that bottle. Then I realized, oh, shit, he know me from Rikers. Mm-hmm. Call me French. Nobody call me French in the That's street. That's a fact. That's a fact. He could have took that same bottle, hit me over the head with it, if I would have slapped him or beat him up. But I never put my hands on nobody on Rikers Island. I didn't have to. I feel like a lot of officers didn't have to. Some officers have to. So it's a thin line. You could be an officer Monday and an inmate Tuesday, just like me, by putting your hands on the wrong inmate Hmm. or causing physical damage to a person. And now you hit with a gang assault charge because it was three officers and one inmate. Hmm. Now you're locked up, Hmm. you know, so it can happen to anybody. They can leave the (laughs) island have a drink and crash on the Grand Central and kill two people. It can happen like this. Was Did I have a choice? Absolutely. But greed and, and just me having so much ego and wanting more and never being satisfied, I chose the path of the path that I chose. When did you come home? Uh, March of 2020, I signed out a work release. That's recent. I'm still on parole now to March 2020. I said I came home in a pandemic. God said willing. You parole until next, next year, March? Until March 2022. Okay. I've been a stellar parolee. I've been a stellar inmate. And aside from the negative, aside from the contraband, aside from that slice of pizza, I always felt I was a stellar officer because I gave that person hope in this hopeless place. Yeah, he is official on both sides of the gate, man. Nah, that's, my nigga's official, man. You a legend, man. And, and, and we got nah. and, and we have um mutual friends, you know. Um, shout out, shout out to to my bro Bucks. You know what I mean, Bucky. That's, that's family. family. Yeah, shout you know out to family. And also, um, shout out to the late great ASAP Yams. That's my brother, man. Yeah, he man. passed away um, a year into me being incarcerated. Hmm. How did you meet him? Just running around, running around. I was in Harlem a lot. I had my my girl lived in Grant, 1315 Grant. Yeah. You know? Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Luca Brazzi. He lived downstairs. Luca. Shout was, out to I Luca. I was outside. I wasn't just nah, you outside. I was in you Harlem outside. a lot. You talking your lot, shit. A lot, a lot. And I was outside not really just doing the wrong thing, just me being myself. Mm-hmm. People enjoy my energy, mm-hmm. you know? So... Yeah, man. Yeah, how did y'all run into each other? Tell yeah, that story. Yeah. We need that story. How what? You and you and Yams. How y'all run into each other? Um, damn, man. He gonna he gonna be mad if I tell if I tell people exactly. We need to he know, was man. Working yeah. at Starbucks <laughs> in New Rochelle at <laughs> this time. I think he worked at another one downtown, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl was cool with his girl at the time. Nana, what's up? Word, shout out to Nana. Yeah, she's a real one. Um, that's my heart. Um, 
we just got cool going to like these Atmos parties, going downtown, watching his glow up, you know, him trying to put this group together, you know. Oh, you've seen it from the beginning. From the beginning, you know, when Nas is doing a show at Atmos and he's trying to make a name for himself, you know. Uh, Rocky's peso come out. Now we starting to see, you know, his the hard work paying off. Stevie used to intern um uh with uh Jimmy and 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 Duke the God and Duke the God and Cam and everybody. Mm-hmm. So he already had an insight. I was going to shows because of Stevie. Yo, they doing something that um uh damn what's the shit on uh forty second? BB Kings. BB Kings, pull up. <clears throat> he was getting me into shows, mm-hmm. you know? And I was outside more because of Stevie. And we just had a good rapport, man. Like that was that became my best friend. A yeah. lot of people don't have that awkward way of humor, that like semi-dark humor that somebody I could relate with. You know, we hmm. all we always played around like that. I saw him with his blog in and what he was trying to do. He was formatting everything. He was so strategic and militant with shit. And I respected that. You know, and I was just myself around him and he was himself around me. You know, it got whack. Our relationship got whack when he got famous. Because now he got a lot of shit to do and I can't blame him. This is what he's been working hard for. And I've seen it, you know, putting up money for the video shoot, uh, studio time, all this stuff. He was a hardworking dude. And whenever there was free time, we would link up. Split a whole pie pizza in St. Mark's place and just relax and talk shit. You know, that was my brother. I, I, we had a very brotherly-like relationship. What was your fondest memory? I need mm. Out of the club, son. I need something. I feel like they all were, man. <laughs> I feel like they all were. Yo, yo, you. I was going through your gram. You yeah. was locked up with Bobby Smarter? I was in Clan with Bobby. I was in uh, Westchester County. We were both fighting our case at the same time. I'm listening to Hot Nigga on Hot 97 every three minutes playing this shit. 105, every three minutes playing this shit. I don't even know what he looked like until I see him on TMZ. Because that June uh-huh. is when Hot Nigga was Hot Nigga. Right. You know? So he went to Rikers Island. Y'all already know his story and his situation. They deemed him so influential on the island as a crip at that time that if he snapped his fingers and said, yo, I need smoke to go, it was going to happen. But he wasn't doing that type of stuff. But when something like that happened, they was pinning it on him. Mm. Even if it happened in another building, it's like, yo. Because of who he was. But right? it was also yeah. people gaslighting it and saying, yo, Schmurter sent that. And he has no idea. He's trying to go home. He's trying to fight his case. You know, so they kicked him out of Rikers Island. Exactly for that. They put him in my housing area in Westchester County. When he gets to Westchester the day of, the whole building's talking about him. Yo, Schmurter put him up. Schmurter coming up. He's in intake right now. He got a white shirt on. He got orange pants. Like, it was like a celebrity's <clears throat> coming to the to the jail, you know? And Westchester's not as, as, as big as Rikers, so word spread around quick. Uh, he gets upstairs. At that time, I had the job of being a trustee for the house. So I assisted with the feeding. I assisted with laundry. I assisted with, you know, sanitizing. I'm giving other cats jobs. It's like I ran that whole shit. 
The only thing the officer had to do was open and close the door and maybe answer the phone. That's about it. And they gave me that job because that's technically what a CEO is really supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not a CEO, you got the trade for it. I have the trade it. and the trust because right. they know I'm not a, I'm not trying to do no yeah, shiesty yeah, shit. Yeah. Right. You know, if they count the raises, it's going to be 40 raises. It's not going to be 39. They knew that I was on point. So he got to my housing area, introduced myself, said, what's up, this and that. We talked. He was very calm. He just wanted to get on the phone. And as time passed, he realized that out of everybody in that housing area, I'm probably the best chance of a friend that he got because hmm. we're in protective custody at this time. Mm-hmm. So there's child molesters. There's rapists. There's a lot of sick people around us, you know? There's high-ranking gang members that snitched on a whole clique mm-hmm. in the housing area that we at. There's also high-profile inmates that they did some wild shit, and that's why they're there. So some people are there because they want to be. Some people are there because they choose to be. Some people are there forcefully. So he he knew my whole background after talking, me, you know, getting him the phone, showing him how to do the Skype, because Westchester County has a, a, a Skype machine. I was able to talk to my friends and family and also, you know, like a Zoom meeting, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got cool. And then as he's fighting his case, I'm fighting mine, I cop out to the eight years, and Schmurter cops out to seven. Mm-hmm. Shortly after me. Shortly after me. He was facing, uh, like, two or three. But, you know, he assisted Rowdy, and he got that situation, and he he took that L. And y'all see how major of a W it is now. Uh-huh. You know, man, stand up, dude. Right, right. Yeah. Now you and you don't get that, and I respected that because of my situation. Somebody that I trusted, that I made money with, threw me under the bus. So that loyalty is not just a tattoo to me. You know, uh, we would eat together, we would work out together, and we maintained that relationship. And Clinton, we both got sent to the same exact housing area, same spot. So the coincidence was was there. Mm. And we we maintained that same thing. I've cut his hair before. I probably fucked this shit up a few times. My <laughs> <laughs> nigga fucked you know, up Bobby hair a lot. I was working just like I was hustling outside. And before the negative, from that 14, 13 age, I did it in prison too. I worked in the um, mess hall. I did. I had outside clearance. I'm mowing lawns. I'm, I'm uh, shoveling snow. I'm doing the intake haircuts. I'm cutting people's hair. That's coming in from the other county jail surrounding Clinton. Mm-hmm. When they come in with the fresh feeds, I'm taking that. I'm going back to the house. I'm flipping them. I'm just making my money, but I'm doing it just to survive, really, but also it's my hobby. And unfortunately, I always got to be doing something. I try to be calm. I have a lot of anxiety. That's where the weed taps in. I relax a little, you know, in the words of yams, I'm, my limbs are relaxed right now. <laughs> and I'm I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. So Eastside Stevie. I, I was always yeah. making a dollar and me and Schmurda just clicked that way. If if you do your homework, show me another picture with another inmate and him. He got pictures with his family on the visit floor. He don't got pictures with no other inmates. He knew who he was friends with. He knew I had loyalty to him. He had loyalty to me. And we kept it at that. We didn't have to chill every day. We didn't have to eat every day. But when we saw each other, it was love. You know? Dope, dope. That's some hell shit. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, I want to name this episode just not Redemption. I'll name it Rikers Island Redemption. You know what I mean? Um, The name of your book, Across the Bridge, A Rikers Island Story. 
That's metaphoric. By Stephen Dominguez. Now, what's metaphoric about it? What's your... Across the bridge is one way in, one way out. So you're an inmate, you're a civilian, you part of staff, you're coming to visit someone that's an inmate, you're even the employee, uh, the bus operator for the bus going across. Everyone got to go in the same way. And ironically, everybody's trying to get out, even though they got to come back in eight hours or 16 hours. They're just trying to get out because they don't know what's on the other side. They know that there's inmates and there's uh, buildings and there's grass, and but they don't know what today's going to entail. Even being the mental health clinician, she don't know if somebody's going to bug out and tell her, yo, Miss Smith, man, I'm just tired of... Mm. And knock her out cold. Mm. She don't know if that day is coming, mm. you know? So she has to prepare herself. I used to blast music. Crossing that bridge, I had to hype myself up. It could have been a chill day, and I did it for no reason, but I wanted to be prepared. So I'm over here, I'm blasting BMF at the highest level, and I'm thinking I'm Rick Ross at this time, you know? <laughs> and I remember the night before, I was in Starlitz, and it was playing BMF, and I spent $6,000, and there's just money flowing <laughs> everywhere, women, booze. I'm living life, because tomorrow I go to work, but I just made the 6000 this morning, and I'm spending it having a good time. Hmm. Well, you lived the life. My nigga was dropping bands. <laughs> you, lived, you lived the life, nigga. Right? That nigga was out here. Now, before I get into the, this nigga, I'm fucking, I'm fucking up. So thirsty, I'm promoting your shit, my nigga. Yo, shit, I'm fucking up. Cross the bridge. Yeah, right y'all gonna like it, man. It's not it's just a nice story. Read, it's, it's, it's not even just your story. It's actually a story. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's you know everybody. What I mean? It's everybody's story. I read it. Well, I didn't read the whole book, but I read it enough to know that it's not just personalized to you. Nah, it's, nah, it's, nah. It's, I'm just a grain of salt in this, in this environment. You, right. A, shit a, a, a tale of influence of, Definitely. you know, obviously things that you've Definitely. been through and, and other shit. But the, um, the, way, the way my son described, was, no, my fault. <laughs> the way my son described 7 a.m. on shift chain. That's, <laughs> yo, you a funny nigga. <laughs> yo, that I'm nigga remember everything. everything every de- yeah. I'm very detail oriented. That's why I wrote the screenplay too, because I want this to be a series. Nah. I want it to be a series. It this, should be a series. Yeah. It should be a this movie. This would be great for New York. Smoke. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, we going to talk outside. I would of this like if you more. acted in it. Mm. Well, I want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? I don't Jeez, know if you nah, shout man, out to Dame Dash. I'm in the honor of joining so I put him through bag. I'm a jail nigga. This would be great for New York. You know? But where could we find where could we find the book? I know you have a re-release of this book coming on Thursday. Out. I feel like it comes out today. No, no, so. on Thursday. Thir- okay, eleven eleven. Okay, eleven eleven. I have yeah. the audio book that I recorded myself as my voice because I felt that if I would have paid somebody a thousand dollars in Iowa to talk about this, it wouldn't make sense. So mm. the grittiness and the raspiness in my voice and me being able to have the emotion of the characters that I played. Because I did women's voice. I did men's voice. It didn't matter. Um, it's five hours long, but it's a great listen on your drive home, on the jet. Now, I'm talking to my get money guys. <laughs> you know, uh, shorty and, you know, or your mom's cleaning the crib, whatever it is. It's a great listen because you can always go back. Shout out to Jax, the messenger, messenger publishers, who gave me the opportunity to write this book. I was in work release when he offered me this deal. And I told him straight up, like, listen, I get an allowance from my work release job. I get $250 bi-weekly. Like, I don't have it right now. 
All the money that I did make went to lawyer fees, went to me feeding myself, went to me paying my bills. So if you want to do this and you see my vision, allow me to do it for free and we'll break bread when it gets there. And we signed right there. And I was at work release when I got my book deal. And that's more to give everybody the opportunity that just because you hit that bump, you could get back on the road and you could get back on the road in a nice one. You know, I love that you turned the negative into a positive. That was that was my goal from the moment. And- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The moment and not this only happened. turning you turned the negative into a positive into some dollars. Yeah. So that's like a that's you know, that, that's a, that's a one shot kill. Word. You you kill two things with one shot to me. Bro, you know what I mean, and um, yeah, hustler story. Yeah, though. it's a hustler. Mm-hmm. It's a hustler tale from from you know what to do and what not to do. Yeah, you'll you see you'll I mean? see it's, the it's, trials and tribulations through the character that I I put myself as. You'll understand like it was it wasn't just me also just trying to get the dollar. I'm trying to situate life and learn. And and just go through the motions like everybody else. I just went about it the wrong way, but here we are. Right, right. Nah, it's gangster. And you know, um, like I said, like you know, our pod. We haven't done anything like this on our pod. Yeah, I appreciate you know, this being is the here, first man. first time we've done this. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure you know down the line it'll be something again like this, or maybe it'll be a part two when you put out the part two to the book, or Definitely. or maybe when you get your your uh, your movie deal. God or your screen deal, you know what I mean? God you come willing. back and you talk to us about it because the book and the story is well enough for that. Um, now, <clears throat> let me play some like, stupid ass music. Oh, now I'm not too sure if you're aware of what we do on our pod, you know, outside of our interviews and you know, me and this nigga just arguing or just debating and having conversation. You know, this nigga's a smut. You feel me? So in what way? Like he, the nigga got a Pornhub subscription and shit. You like using them like strip clubs, is, nigga. Yeah. You fuck with them ladies. Yeah, you fuck exactly. with the ladies. Yeah, the best part was seeing them in real life, man. That was See, different. Look. See what I'm saying? So look, I'm so real that I ain't even come with a POW, and that's a porn star of the week. Because nigga, you just came home from a bid. So who <laughs> the fuck? What's that one lady? That held you down in that bid, and we shout her out. I don't care if she a porn star, I don't care if she a model, I don't care what she is. And I apologize, you know, we all got wifeies and all that. But who was that one lady, man? Come on, give it to me, man. Don't, don't, don't do, don't do that to me. Thank God, I have a weird humor, man. Thank God, she's not none of those titles, but my mom's. <laughs> this the funniest P.O. though in the world Yo Yo You talking ah! about down But I know what you're talking about Yeah But listen On that note For sure I would say Damn man Shout out to Tahiri man <laughs> Yo Tahiri you not You not P.O.W no, That's Broadway You already know Yo, Tahiri. Tahiri, I want her to be a CEO in this series. She's the perfect. She got <laughs> he used everything. It. He used it, Smoke. She got everything. She bad. She got everything. She's fierce. She's sweet. She's a bitch. She's grimy. She's hood. She's intelligent. Yes, yeah, Steve! And she's a woman. 
and she she's thick a woman. as fuck. I see her. I used to see her a lot in person. Yeah, a lot. I'm with you. She was outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she's a couple years older than me. She was out outside, and she, man, I'm giving her a lot of. No, Yo, to Harry, baby, you already know it's Broadway. That's a, that's a hundred thirty thirty six in Broadway. That's what that's her block. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah, out to Harry. Shout out to her, to her block. They, they said it was her club. They said one uh, sweet one thirty fifth. Yeah, whatever club she was in was her club, my brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I fucks with you, Steve. I appreciate yeah, that, man. Yeah. You kind of scared me with the mom. Nah, dukes, nah, 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 nah. But you because, switched it up. Because I, I, knew, I knew where, I knew where you was going. I yeah, knew where yeah, you was yeah, going. Yeah, baby. But mm. I had to give that shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah, him, Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. But to Harry, baby, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, a, you ain't a porn star, baby, but you a bad... I. You a bad bitch. Hold it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, right. And you she held us right. down. And you know what I'm saying? And I know you in them sticky pages. And you know you in them sticky pages. You got, you got, you got, you got Mexico of North getting paid $5 to laminate dudes' books with your picture on it. You... Mm. See? <laughs> See, she done learned something. We can make some money on JPay to hear what's going on. You heard what I'm saying? You getting laminated $500? No, 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 no. $5. Oh, but $5 but for laminated picture? He can make 500 for easy. Dude, he's laminating. He's getting the, um, the what's it called? The, the saran wrap. And I don't know if he irons it or he holds a heater, a candle to it, and then it just sticks right on, and then he cuts it up. And twists the thing. Gel Dude shit. just bringing that shit to the shower. It's crazy. Because they don't want to do it in their room. Maybe they Oh, they don't home. want the picture to fuck up. They don't want so, it to get wet. So that's why they're being laminated. Yo, shit. And then hold that's on, genius. hold on, hold on. I'm going to get real, real. Niggas got the laminated pictures? I'm going to get real grimy. And I'm going to get off this go topic. Ahead. Nah, nah, nah. Don't even got it. Go ahead. Because the act itself might get sticky and shit might happen and do my hand it back to you and there's a and drop it's a problem. there and it's a problem. That book is worth $60. Yeah, you fucking up the money. You can't order it no more because it's back ordered and it's sold out. So that book means a lot. Those mm. are people's girlfriends. So you sitting there yeah, jerking off on niggas' homegirls. The reason homegirls. I mentioned Tahiri is because we got porn star things, but it was mostly the straight stunting. That's what I'm saying. Yep, know? yep, yep. It was mostly smooths and stuff like that. So we got the bottle service chicks, you know? That's crazy, B. Niggas is getting beat up and jumped, nigga, for wham- whamming on a, on a bitch picture. Nigga, don't bring me back the sticky pages with your sticky on it, bro. <laughs> no sticky pages with your sticky. Niggas got to laminate that, wipe that off, baby. Because I know niggas is in there like that, popping on the on the ass. Because niggas got imaginations in the joint. He know what I'm talking about. I might be going too hard. But niggas know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of jail niggas going to be watching this. You know what I'm saying? So they know what I'm talking about. Yes, I am saying my man told me one time, he used to line a joiner all over Put a couple pages all around and just, hi, you want something? You want something? Yo, he told me he was giving it up still, like that. We still recording? He we told me he was giving still, it up. Yeah, we still we ain't stop. There's dudes in there See? that lay out all their chicks on the floor and they just start doing burpees and push-ups because they just working out with that motivation. Mm. See what it's I'm not saying? even sexual. It's just I'm in a room full of chicks and you be like, yo, got to be a little... Off, so it has to be a chemical imbalance for you to you need think some that female way. love, man. But when you locked in for twenty three and one, you know, them pictures become people. Them pictures become people. Oh. Yo, shout out to my niggas on the twenty three and one, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, I'm out, yo, man. It's, damn, it's rough. 
damn, that nigga just fucked me up with that. Because I would definitely Facts. be one of those niggas not going to work. <laughs> I would definitely have them nah, bitches man. all hanging up it's around better, the world getting it popping on myself. It's better if they real, man. Trust. Oh, yeah, it's better if they real. You got that right. It's better if they real, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Stevie, man, this was. <laughs> Yo, you need them, though. You need them. You need them. This nigga blows minds, bro. You, you're... you need them. Anyway, across the bridge, all right, because I was. Yo, this shit is ill, By my brother, Steven Dominguez. Where could, where could the people find you on social media? Uh, My social media handle right now is Chill Stevie, C H I L L S T E V I E. Um, you can purchase a book and the link on that bio, uh, all major platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I was number 43 on Apple book when it first dropped in January mm. for the whole month. That was a big staple for me. Cause I didn't think I was going to get that far, that recognition top 50. That meant a lot. And seeing those numbers and screenshotting it and saving it. Like we're going, we moving. This is motivation for the guys that I still talk to. That's behind that wall. What am I doing? Even after post-incarceration, I'm giving them hope. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. Yo, and this is like the... I ain't gonna hold you. This is about the first book I cracked open in about three years. I get that a lot, man. I ain't gonna hold you. A lot of people think think like, yo, maybe I'm only reading it because I'm biased, but I ain't read a book since probably like 06. Because people know the story and and to see, you know, to see it put together in, in story book form. Yeah. You know, it's it's even more intriguing because sure. you know you you could you could definitely uh, exaggerate some things in there when you're doing the book. And you could, my, my, my it's goal. a blurred line between fact and fiction. How does she make your mom feel? She's proud, man. Remember, she's been with the border F for 27 years, so her being able to tell her coworker mm-hmm. when my son wrote a book, book. it's like that's her. Mm-hmm. That's a you a know. trophy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, one, of, one of my guys, my man Fonz, on, on Twitch right now. He he said he's definitely copying the book, and is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. If you got Prime, you'll get it tomorrow. Well, you heard it. You heard it here first, Fonz. It's on Amazon. If you have Prime, it could be delivered to you mm-hmm. as soon as mañana. Across yes. the bridge, across the bridge, right? Island, Island, Island story. Hopefully yes, on the big screen soon, man. You know what I mean. My motherfucker. Slow. Dog. I appreciate you. I appreciate man. you too, man. You know what I mean? Thanks for dropping. You're an L nigga, man. Fly nigga, man. L nigga. It's a balance. I love it, the balance. It's it's, def- it's definitely yeah. a good balance. Yeah, you, know? you know, this nigga, he gets on my nerves. Well, he got Can't it. wait he to wake kick him, him up. up. He'll wake yeah. you yeah, up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I feel like he'll be like that. Again, we're not we're not putting you in this scenario. But dudes like him in the dorm or cell setting make things a little better, you know, because they're giving everybody, like, that energy. You're going to be trial, bro. You good, bro. Trust me, everything's going to be all right. Yo, let's get up. Let's clean. Let's yo. Mm-hmm. We live here. Let's, let's do this. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. I saw do for him, but your shows, <laughs> your shows. Nah, I'm, I'm the new hype man. Let these niggas know. I'm the hype man now. Job so let out. these niggas know. B. You did a good job, at yeah. Rolling let them know. Be proud of me, man. I'm, I'm stepping you, up, dick, man. I'm proud you of got you. me off the corner. Hey, yo, relax. Come on, I baby. I gotta keep telling yo. Look, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you something. If you continue, if I continue to ask you to be around. Mm-hmm. Then I'm proud of you. Yeah, I don't yeah, gotta keep telling you that I'm proud of you, nigga. All right, you doing what you supposed to do. 
Yippee fucking y'all you. You're here. I feel like like Smoke is very vocal about how he feels. He would have told you if he ain't want you. That's a fact. I wouldn't have told him shit, Steve. He He just wouldn't have been around. He just wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. I'm not telling him shit. But I'm around, nigga. You're doing a great... You're doing... Not even a phenomenal job. I appreciate you, bro. You brother. did good at Rolling Loud. I, I seen third you. gave you the mic. At first, I was like... You was nervous? No, nah, I wasn't nervous at all. But I just seen you with the mic. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. Let's see how this is going to go. And then as it kept going, it was like, all right, well, this nigga do know my shit. He around me enough to know my shit. So, you know, the nigga, yeah, you did good. You, you was like, you know, you served a good little mascot role on stage. Damn, mascot mas- with the you mic. You know what? I'm good with that. Yes, I could have went with more with flavor. Mascot, flavor. Mascot's still I'm not part of the team, flavor, man. Because that's what I'm going for now. Nah, I, I respect now. flavor, flavor. <laughs> but I feel where you go. It's it's a lot of niggas in that lane, but you show Broadway. I'm, I'm giving you a whole. I'm not on. I don't want to make no other niggas. Heard you. You show Broadway. Heard you. Just living that. You know it's, it's too much, man. You gotta relax. Yeah, Spit star. Going for them type of niggas. And I'm gonna be a spiff star. Man. I got you, <laughs> be. All right, man. What got you, man? Smoke. Anyway. Uh, what's going on? Nah, ain't, ain't nothing going on. Every, every, now, we talking. I told you it's going to be one of those ones, B. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, he, my son illustrated a picture for us today. My son went off, B. Stevie, man. And, yeah, and, my, and, he, a, and he a real nigga, son. My son was locked up with some official niggas. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You, you official nigga, Facts. bro. And before you take a sip of that joint, Please be mindful of the fucking noises you make because it's pissing me off. It pissed me off about four times since you've been here. I see right? you look at me. I know they're gonna right? catch it. They're gonna catch it. Right? I'm sorry. I apologize. Now, Go ahead, man. Go before ahead. we break out, I'm normally the, the one leaving the gems, but when we have a guest, I always ask my guests to leave a gem on the way out on somebody that's chasing their dreams. Chase them the right way. Be faithful to yourself. Be faithful to those around you. Understand that every action you take could either benefit you or fuck you over. Mm. So make sure 100% of the time that it's benefiting you. My motherfucking brother, Steven Dominguez. Thank you, bro. Across the bridge. A Rikers Island. Stupid shit you say on the way out. Yo, it's curl for the girls' ways, for the babes, and that's for the hood rat show, bro. Wait, ho. We got Steven Dominguez in here. We got motherfucking like Kush God Smoke Dizza, personal party. Shit! Big tranquilo. <laughs>Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.